It's our final show of season six. Can you believe it? What an unpredictable, unprecedented year. And yet we brought you 34 shows that have encouraged and inspired you, taught you and resourced you. Thanks for journeying with us this year. Oh, and as a floor director of See Her Love, it's been a lot of fun to be with you each week. Now let's go to host Melinda as she concludes our season six with a year in review and chats with our monthly contributors on what they've learned this past year. Well, thanks, Calvin. It was a great having you with us all season long, and I can't believe it's been a year already, and I'm so grateful that you have been with us every single week of our season six. Well, I want to ask you this question that I'm asking all of our guests in this show. What's the one thing that you learned this past year? I'm reminded that we're not alone. God walks with us, and with that, we can be encouraged. I love that. So hopeful for a time like now. And again, thank you so much, Calvin, for your enthusiasm as you introduce each show this past season. Well, I have to admit, it's been quite a year here at See Here Love during the pandemic. We started off our year celebrating our 175th show with a live audience a week before everything went into shutdown and not knowing that this will probably not happen for a while, let alone share a charcuterie board with people we didn't know. We also hosted our very first See Here Love webinar on keeping you strong and sane during the pandemic, never guessing again that this would be a marathon. And then we hosted another webinar with voices from around the world responding to the pandemic in the Philippines, South Korea, Italy, and the USA. We launched our Coast to Coast to Coast Across Canada series of webinars and shows zooming into every province and territory, listening to stories of inclusion, loving our neighbor, and remaining hopeful. We also launched our Takeover Melinda's Hosting Chair Contest with over 30 applications and videos from across Canada and chose four people to mentor and then see them host their very own show. I am so proud, I'm a proud mama. We then curated and edited and edited and launched our very first See Here Love book, Always Know, a collection of 50 stories from past guests with takeaways and reflection, a huge accomplishment for our team. And then we hosted our Asian Voice webinar with a panel of five Asian Canadians in response to the increase of anti-Asian racism in Canada and the USA. And today, we finished with 34 original shows this season with topics that matter to me and matter to you. Topics like grief and lament, adaptability, leading through a crisis, men's mental health, forgiveness, infertility, adoption, the dangers of Christian celebrity culture, and why Jesus, and so many more. And I've got to say, the pandemic didn't stop us. We pivoted, we adapted, and the space, the pause, actually provided for me and my team to think, to think more creatively, to listen to what people were needing, and then responding. And that's true of my guests today. They should be very familiar to you because they were featured every month this past season as our monthly contributors, responding, giving us practical tools and resources to help us lead well, understand the second generation experience, stop being a bystander and care and serve the poor, love our neighbors and know that we're saints and the importance of the good word, scriptures and song to help us worship God with all that we are, even when our worship has been lament, cries of anguish, struggle and loss. Well, it's been quite a year here on See Here Love, and I'm glad they have journeyed with me through it. So welcome Addison Bevere, 
speaker and author of Saints Becoming More Than Christians, Francis Kim, second-generation Korean-Canadian leader and director of Envision, and Joe Saxton, leadership coach, author of Ready to Rise, speaker and podcast host to share what they've learned this past year. Welcome, Francis, Addison, and Joe to the show. Thank you. It's so good to be here. Good Thank to you. have you here. Well, let's start off with a really like simple question. <laughs> What's one thing that you have learned this past year, this pandemic year, about yourself and God, or just a life lesson that would be really encouraging to our viewers and listeners? Who'd like to go first? <laughs> All right. I'm going to say Addison. Addison, you should go first. I feel like you're ready to go. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. I will go first. Uh, I would say I learned just how little control I have of things this past year and uh, the need to be in tune with the moment, the need to be present with whatever's happening around me, as opposed to getting lost in the past or the future. Mm -hmm. And so I would say that's that's been a, a real source of humility for me and learning that we don't just have trust in God, but God is our trust each mm -hmm. and every day. And what that means to live from that reality in a world that seems very much out of control. So I, I, learned, uh, I learned to pray more. I learned to uh, be more in tune with what God's doing in my own life and in the world. And I think a breakdown of trust has led to a lot of the divisions and a lot of the frustrations and the us versus them mentality that we're navigating on so many fronts right now as a, as a world. Yeah. Mm, that's a good one. And I would say the same thing. It's like this whole sense of like loss of control. We thought we did control ourselves, our circumstances in that way. And this year has really shown like, yeah, no. So Addison, that's great. <laughs> Francis, for you, what have you learned this past year? Yeah, I think similarly, uh, this is something I learned actually through Arrow, but just the importance of being safe, not soft. Uh, collectively, just being a part of this uh, devastating year through COVID or racial injustices that arise or even the fall of really influential Christian leaders. I think they make good news really bad news. And so similar to the concept of the canary in a coal mine, that I heard in a panel recently, um, there are early warning signs that can't be ignored. So that's where safe but not soft comes in, in that when you see something, you say something and encourage others to do the same for the sake of gospel change. That's one thing that I've learned. Mm, Francis, that's great. Thank you so much for that. Joe, your thoughts over this past year? Oh, I think, oh, there's so many things. Um, I think I'm reminded, and I think I learned again, that God is faithful through trauma, um, that God is a sure thing, even when everything else isn't, um, and that, that it's safe to bring the complexity of your emotions and your situations and your unresolved questions and your uncomfortable answers to him. Um, and I think if, in terms of learning for myself, I've learned that um, the need for courage, the need for courage, mm -hmm. and that courage is not a feeling, um, but courage is lots of little acts, and um, that his power is made perfect and comes into its own when we feel our most fragile. Mm, yeah. Courage, that's good. Yeah. Thank you. Those are really great learnings, and I think those are great things that even for me, I can take away as we continue the year ahead. Well, I want to talk about our segments and your hopes for uh, our viewers and listeners to take away from your monthly segment. So Francis, you know, what is your hope as you talked about cultural agility, leadership and mentorship? What's your hope for our viewers and listeners to take away from your segment this past season? 
Well, I first have to just acknowledge that when I said yes to this, I had no idea uh, what I was doing. And so I actually had to Google things like how to give a two minute segment, you know? And so I think the biggest learning and takeaway is uh, twofold. One, the power of authenticity and just in the moment living and speaking. I think there's so much uh, power in that always. And uh, I think I, I do see a shift in moving from a place of fear and anxiety of the unknown to now actually embracing uh, it and, and having fun in the process. And so I hope that in this, in this segment and the things that I've contributed, not only have people heard from a second generation Korean Canadian perspective on these things, but also have, like Joe said, you know, given themselves some courage to say yes to new things and see how God unfolds and reveals his plan and purpose through it. So that would be my takeaway. Wonderful. And I think you did just that. I learned a lot through you, Francis, on leadership and second generation conversations. And so I've been very grateful for your voice this past season with us. So thank, thank you. you. Addison, for your monthly segment, you know, the focus on, you know, saints becoming more than Christians, but you've also spoken into our deconstruction show and Easter and a lot of different things. But what's your hope? Yeah. Uh, for our viewers and listeners today. Yeah, I mean, I think it is a hope that we move away from the dualistic mentality that keeps us from embracing the otherness or fullness or holiness of God. And we look at deconstruction, there really is a healthy way to deconstruct that returns to the heart and the purposes of the Father. And I think in this quote-unquote post-Christian world, we do need to rediscover the the mission and the energy and the purpose that that energized the early church and caused them to turn the world upside down and caused them to reconcile people who just didn't get along or bring together societies and views of life that were at odds. And I think that's what we got to lean into as the people of God and be people who build for both justice and righteousness. Mm. It's great, Addison. And in, within the season, I so appreciated that, that this reminder, I love that, to be re-energized, to go back to the purpose of the people of God and, and bringing people into relationship with Him, knowing Him without all the other trappings and things that we've sort of, you know, said, this is God, this is the church, these are what's happening, and then have said, we don't want Jesus anymore. But I love sort of your, yeah, your book and your teachings. And so, so thankful for your voice and thoughts with us this season. Thank you. Joe Saxton. Thank you, Addison. And Joe, for you in your Ready to Rise leadership segment, what's your hope that our viewers and listeners will take away from that? My hope would be, you know, I think of sometimes we ask the question, are leaders born or made? And I think the honest answer is both. And um, and often that crisis um, causes us to step up, maybe forces us to step up in ways that we would not have planned, desired or asked for. But now that we're here, my hope would be that we would say yes to what God is doing in our lives. Um, say yes to the opportunities um, because we cannot rebuild as we kind of transition towards a post-COVID era, however long that transition is, we cannot rebuild with the broken bricks of the past. We cannot rebuild nostalgically. We need to do so prophetically. So my encouragement and my hope would be that people would take the tools from, from my segment, but all the segments really, to and then come before God and say, okay, what's, what's your next step? And how can I step up into that? And actually um, say yes and leave. Beautiful. Hey, it's Chris, friend of See, Here Love with Melinda. Sorry to interrupt this conversation, but I just had to let you know that the only way that See, Here Love gets to produce fun and authentic conversations like this one is through your financial donations. So go to seeherelove.com and click on the big donate button. Thanks for your support. 
Let's get back to the show. Well, I just want to end with one, uh, just quickly, uh, just encouragement from all of you to those who are tired and exhausted today, not inspired or hopeful for the future. Now, remember, our audience is all across sort of the spiritual journey. What would you say to those that are just like, I don't know about another day of this? Francis, what would you say to encourage them? You know, it was actually just yesterday I was at the park with my kids and it was a beautiful sunny day. It was much warmer than it is today. And I remember just being prompted to look up. And as I did, there were two tiny birds way up in the sky, just effortlessly soaring. And I felt in my spirit like that was God's invitation for me, even in that short two minute window, you know, just to be still, to be like the birds and release and trust. And that can happen anytime, wherever you are. And so that would be my encouragement, just in those quick little moments that you have to pay attention and practice the presence of God, just like that classic uh, Christian literature teaches us. So that would be mine. So look up and take that time and space to be quiet and to be grateful and thankful. Love it. Thank you. Addison, for you, some encouragement to those today. I mean, yeah, I would honestly, I would build on what Francis said. I think it's so easy for us to not be aware, to live unaware. And that's why Jesus says in Matthew 6, is like, hey, don't don't worry about tomorrow. Don't take on tomorrow's concerns. I think so many of us, we're trying to live in today and yesterday and tomorrow. And when we do that, we just fall apart. No one can exist in the past, present, and future. Only God can do that. So we try to do something that only God can do. Our lives are frustrated. That's just how that works. And so I would also remind people that the the sign of the struggle, that's actually a sign of validation. And that's why the Apostle Paul, who was building the, the church in the early years, he would write, do not grow weary in doing well. That's why he navigated sleepless nights and this feeling of death of the soul. Like it's a part of the journey. It's a part of the mission. It's a part of what it means to be human, what it means to navigate the tension of our world. So I would just tell people out there, look, this is a sign that God is doing something in your life and through your life. Mm. Great. Thank you, Addison. And Joe, let's end with you, your encouragement for those that are weary and tired today. Yeah, I'm reminded of um, a woman in the Bible who was in a very desperate situation um, and and sought a way out and God met her in that broken place. And her name was Hagar and and her words were in that moment, you are the God who sees me. And um, I think in those times when we are exhausted and when we are disillusioned and when we are at the end of the end of the end of ourselves, that doesn't feel like a reality and which is completely understandable, by the way. Um, And so I think I would simply say to you, you are loved, you are seen, you are known, you are accepted, um, you are valued. And when you're at the end of the end of you, he is ready to meet with you. He's here to meet Mm. with you. And he'll carry you to where you need to be. Or um, He doesn't have the same expectations that you have on yourself. He'll carry you there. Mm, Beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Addison, Francis, and Joe. I'm so grateful for you for being with us all season long. Thank you for the resources and tools that you have given to me and to our viewers and listeners. Uh, Incredibly humbled and just thankful for you. Well, now let's hear from Angie Peters, CEO of Young Street Mission, as she reflects on her segment, Bystander No More. And later on, we'll hear from our co-hosts, Cheryl Nemhard, Joanna LaFleur, and Brooke Nichols on their year in review thoughts and encouragement as we finish up this season. From the host of See, Here Love, Melinda Estabrooks and 50 of her guests and friends comes the book, Always Know. 
full of stories of lives that are inspiring, wise, and life-changing. God hears you. He hears your prayers. He hears the longing for connection. He hears the cries of pain that you're experiencing, and He loves you deeply. This month, with your ministry gift of $25 or more, or when you become a new monthly donor, request your copy of Always Know. It is a collection of stories to help you today in the things that you're struggling with, the things that you were confronted with. And I know that these stories will encourage you. Call 1-800-265-3100 or visit seeherelove.com slash always know and request your copy. Well, Angie Peters, welcome to See Here Love. It's so good to have you on our finale show. It's great to be here. Thanks so much. It's, it's been a wonderful season and a great experience. Thank you. Okay, well, we're looking back over the year, a year in review, Angie, and have been asking everybody, what have you learned about yourself or your relationship with God through this really unbelievable, uh, challenging year? Yeah, I mean, it's a good question and probably so many things, but um, I think the biggest thing is that God is there in a crisis. I mean, given what I do at Young Street Mission um, and how much of my time goes into the ministry and the work there, a big part of the personal learnings come out of that work experience of just having to figure out how to lead and serve through an extraordinary crisis and incredible demand and and really not even knowing where the money was going to come from. Um, and so one of the things I think that I've reflected on is, is God's provision, uh, his great provision, even when you don't know. And almost that thing where you have to step out and put your foot in the water before it parts. So we had that experience at the beginning of the pandemic where um, the demand just skyrocketed and we were experiencing a $30,000 a week deficit to come up with the materials to provide to people. And we had no idea where the money was gonna come from. And I reflected on the fact that YSM's 125 years old this year and, and was founded and has served through the Spanish flu, through two great depressions, through a recession, through all kinds of human challenges. And, and so we were made for such a time as this. And so we just decided to lean in, uh, in faith, and, and trust that the, the supplies would come, and they did. And so uh, I think the big learning is, is, um, is the experiential learning of what I kind of always read and knew mm-hmm. in, in practice. Wow, it's amazing. So God's provision, mm-hmm. and especially within, within a crisis, in, in a, like a pandemic that we've experienced. That's good. It's a good reminder, Angie. Mm-hmm. Now, we've concluded your monthly segment by Standard No More. And what is your hope, Angie, for our viewers and listeners uh, to take away from your monthly segment? Uh, you know, and all that you shared and <clears throat> the tools and resources you've given to us, what is your hope that they, they learn from your segment? Yeah, I think it's just that... Um, you know, that, that central message that, you know, we are God's chosen solution to poverty. Really, it's us. And it, it doesn't have to be complicated. And we don't even have to fix the system. Um, you know, we really, uh, 
we really have within us what it takes to help one person. And that's really all it takes to, to end poverty. And so, and, and I think that, that maybe on top of that, what I've said in the segments is that there's actually great joy in that. I mean, it's not, it's not a sacrifice. It may feel like it at first in terms of trying to find the time or even the courage to, to, um, connect relationally with somebody who's very different than you, but the, the, the reward, the joy, the what you receive as a result of that. And I think too, that even theologically speaking, that, that our growth as Christ followers is deeply connected to service mm-hmm. and we grow through service. And, uh, and and I think that's true because when you do, in my experience, and even in the experience of the many people that volunteer with us, you, everybody says that they've received more than they've given, right? And, and that they've grown as individuals and that perspective has changed and uh, that there's great joy in the relationships that they form with people. So um, I think, you know, the main hope is that people will literally find their bucket and pick it up. I mean, it's that simple. Yeah. No, it's good. And thank you so much. It was a, a great segment, really practical things you could do. I think, you know, when we talked about this in the very beginning, it overwhelms people. Like, how do I help, you know, those that are marginalized and oppressed and homeless? It seems daunting and, and big. And I loved how you made it more s- simple that it's just these different, you know, actions and different ways of thinking uh, that can help us. Because I think, you know, we see the big numbers versus just the individual and, and what we already have that we can offer uh, to those um, that would, would love our skills and resources and tools. So that was really helpful. So thank you so much, Angie. And and just to finish up, because this is a review, but we're going into a, you know, a new season, uh, what would you say as encouragement to someone who is still struggling? You know, obviously there's so many people struggling after a year like this, but they just need some hope and encouragement today. What would you say to them, Angie? I think that, that you know, it's hard, right? You know, there's no one answer because it depends on what a person's struggling with. But I would say this, um, the pandemic has laid bare what is really actually important in life and what has no importance whatsoever and what we have no control over. So the thing we all have control over is the, the people we spend time with and how we love each other and care for one another. And I think we can do that even if we live alone, we've seen really creative ways of people uh, forming relationships with another person or household. But, uh, you know, care for yourself and care for, care for at least one other person and care for each other. And, uh, and we will make it through and you will make it through. We will make it through this. This too will end. Mm. <laughs> hey, <laughs> for that. Well, Angie Peters, thank you so much. Thank you for a great year together. And thank you also for the really great work that you do at Young Street Mission, uh, you know, serving uh, wonderful people uh, in the city of Toronto. So thank you for your presence in our city. And just thank you so much for your voice with us on See Her Love. Well, thanks, Mel. It's uh, thank you for doing this and making space for this segment. And uh, and your show this whole year has been amazing. And I've enjoyed listening and, and learning from all of the other contributors as well. So thank you for helping me be a part of it. Well, thank you, Angie, so much for your thoughts on being a bystander no more. I so appreciated your resources and tools this past season. 
And I hope that you've ordered our new See Your Love book, Always Know. It's a collection of 50 brave stories of faith and inclusion, overcoming shame, being brave, living an open-handed life, knowing you're loved and valued by God, choosing joy and leading well. I know this book will help you and your friends and family along your journey. Well, we couldn't end our finale show without hearing from my co-hosts and monthly contributors, Cheryl Nemhard, Joanna LaFleur, and Brooke Nichols, as we chat about our word of the year, what we've learned living through the pandemic, and our hope for our viewers and listeners and ourselves as we take away what we've learned in our segments of Love Decoded, The Good Word, and Song and Story. Here is our conversation. Cheryl, Joanna, and Brooke, welcome to the show. It's so good to have us all together again. Woo! Good, yeah! All right, okay. All right, well, I want to start off with this. To remind us about earlier this year, when we were looking ahead to celebrating this new 2020, you all gave me a word of your year. And I just wanted to do a little accountability check <laughs> to see how it, how's it going. So, Joanna, let's start with you, your word, and, like, how's it going with your word? The word was expand, which could go <laughs> negative or positive. Uh, so, I probably has gone both ways this year. Um, in my world with Word Made Digital, um, the team has expanded. Um, my financial responsibilities have expanded with the purchase of a home, and um, I think my hope has expanded too, which is good. Um, 2020 was so rough, but I'm, I feel like 2021 is um, more hopeful, more wide open space ahead. Oh, I love that. So expand. Yeah, that was a good word. I remember that from earlier. Thanks. Daryl, for you, your word of the year. Yeah, my word of the year was trust. And boy, has it been cashed in a few times. <laughs> I, I've been digging into this whole um, season of trusting God and, you know, trusting him for open doors, for the right doors, uh, to connect with right people, to provide, to, to keep us safe and healthy. And uh, it's been interesting because one of the most surprising things is I've had to trust mankind again, trust humanity again, trust the church in many ways again. Again. And, you know, it's so awesome to kind of uh, see this reconnection of people saying, you know what, we're going to let our guards down. We're going to love again, hope again, walk in unity again. It's it's awesome to see. I love that trust. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, Brooke, your word. My word was gratitude. And uh, I've been tested uh, time and time and time again uh, as I have like a brand new baby. Um, so, you know, in the middle of the night, those feeds and those changes and those blowouts and <laughs> I'm giving thanks for it all. No, but, but truly it's been, um, gratitude was a really interesting word for 2021. And, um, yeah, just being able to like give thanks in like those tired moments in those difficult moments, um, in the fussy moments and all the moments. So, yeah, I, I do feel really thankful for all that God's given, given me good and bad. And yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm grateful. Good. Mine was open and it was just sort of open to new ideas, open to even the sameness of the year, possibly open to the new and the challenging. And I think that um, there've been hard days, but then there've been good days. And I've seen when I've been open to being creative, that what has come out of um, a year that could have been really dismal and 
really challenging, has really opened up space for me to be creative and step in courage into good conversations uh, and, and creating content. So just going to keep going and being open. So I think I'll talk with you guys at the end of this year to see how the trust expand and gratitude's going and we can kind of do some accountability and check. But thanks for sharing that. Cheryl, for you, you know, you did a wonderful series this past season on Love Decoded. What is your hope for our viewers and listeners as you conclude mm. the series? What is your hope that their takeaway will be? Yeah. Um, you know, it, it was my hope in launching this series that uh, a couple of things that we as believers would see the world differently, um, that our perspectives would change and shift, that we would be um, open to receiving that prompting that call of God, maybe to step into action, to do more. Um, and I wanted more importantly, above all things, that every person watching would understand that social justice is an extension of their Christian faith. It is part of who we are, uh, you know, speaking for the impoverished, the fatherless, the widows, the hungry, you know, those on the street, but really being more than a people of faith, but a people of faith and action. Mm -hmm. And so I really hope that they got that this season. And I think we did show you had some really, I loved your passion and your own like personal experience within sharing, but also very practical things that we could do. So Love Dakota was an excellent series. And thank you so much for letting your voice this season with Love Dakota. Welcome, welcome, Melinda. Thank you. Joanna, good word always been passionate. You're sort of our in-house Bible teacher. Uh, the importance of reading, knowing, and understanding the good word in, in a time that we're finding ourselves in today. Well, the truth is all of us teach the Bible. All of us on this, you know, on this panel, we all love and offer it to people because it is good words. It's uh, not just good news. It's the best news in the world. And so I have on a personal level, just been eating it up in 2021. I uh, have really enjoyed the practice of going through the whole Bible. I'm on a plan that's, you know, walking me through day to day, going through the entire text. Um, and I've just been moved to emotion and prayer over and over again, because this it's alive and it's speaking to us. And I hope that other people, you know, we wish it wasn't this way. We wish it was only, you know, we wish we were more consistent, but often it's in these hard times or bad times or stressful times that we look to scripture. We try to find hope or something to like rest ourselves on as a foundation. And so I don't think we always have to feel guilty about that. I think that's a good thing. I hope that in the last year, people have leaned more into good words because there's so much noise and so many competing ideas and so many things that we spend our time consuming that aren't good words. And I really do hope that what we can offer week after week on the show uh, as a whole team is truth and the, the goodness of scripture and how we, it's impacted us might actually make other people more hungry for it too. Mm, I love that. And thank you, Joanna, so much for, again, for lending your voice into our good word segments on some themes that were some tough and hard themes and topics, some that were really culturally relevant and listening to your thoughts of a uh, good word into these subjects was powerful, inspiring, and just good. So thank you so much for a great season. Good word. Brooke, you and your husband, Steve did a lot in song and story. And I want to ask you, 
you know, throughout the season, just why is it so important to have song and story in our lives today? I mean, you, you live it and breathe it, but for viewers and listeners, why is that important to have that as part of our life? Music has a way of, you know, putting words to like how we're feeling, um, putting words to circumstances and situations in our lives, and even putting words to prayers when we don't have the words. And um, even as a songwriter myself, those are things I take into consideration when I write. And you add the story with it and it opens people's eyes in a whole new way. You know, you tie in the story, you tie in a Bible verse and people can really, uh, really connect and see themselves in that song. And so, yeah, song and story is important. Just kind of like what Joanna said, like she's really uh, dove into the word uh, in this season, just like on different plans. I've done the same as far as music goes. Now that, you know, I used to listen to a lot of podcasts and now I'm just listening to a lot of music tied with stories um, while I'm like, you know, up in the night with Shiloh or I'm, you know, feeding in the morning or whatever. And I'm myself being so ministered to by, you know, just the music I'm listening to as like, I, sometimes I don't have the words to like, you know, describe how I'm feeling. And, I, and I'm reminded that like, oh, that's what music can do for us. Mm. I love that. And I so appreciated um, your, you know, your worship heart, your music, uh, and, and bringing Steve to, uh, to join you in devotional and, and music has been really enriched um, our experience on Cedar Love this season. So thank you so much. And please give our thanks to Steve. I want to you know ask this final question about what you have learned this past year and what you're hoping to learn and grow for the rest of the year that would really encourage our viewers and listeners that are continually struggling in this time. Cheryl, your thoughts, what you're learning that can really connect with somebody who's struggling today. Um, oh man, I, I I'm learning that God is, is God and I'm not. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, that's the over overlying theme, um, that I need to, uh, learn to surrender more. He has proven himself over and over, shown himself strong. And also that I need to, I can't save everyone. I can't help everyone. Um, I can't, speak and advocate for everyone. Um, and so I'm learning to allow God to, uh, you know, do what he needs to do. I think sometimes we get in God's way. And so I've been trying to get out of God's way and out of my own way as well. That's good. And maybe practically, like, how do you do that? Cause it's like, I see that too, like, okay, God, take, take the wheel, do it. But it's very hard for someone like me who likes to control. Oh yeah. Listen, I I'm, I'm an ABCDE girl. I have the backup to the backup to the backup. So girl, I feel you on that. Um, I've had to really challenge myself that if, if, you know, I, I can't preach and speak and talk about having faith in God and, and I've got all these sort of alternate plans, I have to surrender. And so letting go means trusting, first understanding who God is. I've had to dive into that. And if he is source, let him be. If he is healer, let him be. If he is provider, let him be. And so that's that's the stance that I'm taking. I've had to take my hands off and sometimes tie them behind my back, guys. <laughs> that's a good visual. Tie them behind your back and say, okay, God, you, you do it, you go. Yeah, that's good. That's really good learning. Thanks, Cheryl. Joanna, for you. So maybe you've learned this past year and that would encourage somebody today. I am just living amazed at how God cares for us. 
uh, how he shows up when I uh, every new situation I'm anxious about that I think, okay, this one's different. I know he got me before. I know we took care of it, but like this thing is new. I'm not sure. And like his generosity and his kindness, even just like a very small thing, living in a new neighborhood and feeling nervous about how all of that was going to go. There's so many things in a new home and a new neighborhood and wondering if I was going to be lonely. And within five minutes on my first morning walking the dog, I ran into someone I knew and their dog who showed me the best dog park in the neighborhood. And I didn't know it was there. And it was just this, this moment where God's like, I got you, I'm caring for you. And I think if we would allow him to, he actually wants to do that every single day in all those small ways, like running into someone who shows you a dog park. It's so silly, but that's personal to me and to my situation. And that he wants to show off in our life with his goodness as a dad towards us. And I, um, I hope that is an encouragement to people that if we can't see it, we can ask, God, would you show me how you're here in this situation? Because I'm not sure if you are, or I don't know if you care about these small things or these big things going on, um, but that he might give us eyes to see how he's caring for us because he is caring for us, like caring us, caring for us and carrying us through every season. Mm, I love that. Great encouragement, Joe. Thanks. And Brooke, for you, I'm learning this past year. Yeah, in the last 12 months, um, you know, life has obviously changed and slowed down so much for me and for all of us. And I just like, I learned that God is with us in the mundane. He's with me um, in the small things. He's with me in the unexpected things. He's with me, um, yeah, in like the stillness. Um, before the pandemic hit, of course, like we were touring, we were on the road. It was very, very busy. And I had some great encounters with the Lord. Um, and I think it's easy when you get, uh, things get taken from you and you get stuck in this, like, uh, yeah, the mundane, the mundane place. It's easy to feel like, God, where are you in this? But like, God is in that with you. And, um, I was reading this book. Um, it was actually a baby book <laughs> and it was on Psalm 23. And just before Shiloh was born, I was up in her nursery and I was like, this is such a cute book. And I opened it. Someone had gifted it to us. And, uh, it was just the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, I'm reading this book, reading this book. And I flipped the page and it just says, he is with me. And I was like, he is with me. He is with, he is with me. And here I am in my nursery, like this little baby's nursery, reading a baby's book. And the Lord just met me in that unexpected moment. And um, yeah, I just, I hope that's an encouragement to somebody else that like, it's not always in the big grandiose places. It's not always in the massive buildings or the massive gatherings. You know, he can meet you <laughs> in a baby's nursery through a baby's book <laughs> and remind you that he is with you. Mm, I love that. So what I'm hearing is, Surrender, like what Cheryl's saying, give God the wheel, like don't control everything. Let God be God, Joanna, that he is a father that deeply cares for us. And even it might be something small and need that we need, but that he is in the details and cares and loves us. And Brooke, just he meets us in the mundane or the simple in the places you least expect, but he is, he is speaking. And I think just to sum it up, I think that's the message that we've always wanted to share with our viewers and listeners that God is with us every day and every season and every pandemic or in a pandemic. I don't want to say every pandemic because I don't want to sound 
so many all the time. No, no. Um, no we're good here. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but in all that we do, God is with us. He is Amen. for us and he loves us. So thank you all so much. Thank you for a great year ahead. Have a great summer. And I uh, look forward to seeing you all back in uh, for season seven. So take care. Love you lots. And thanks again. Love you, Melinda. Love you. Love you guys. What a great show and a wonderful way to end our season six with some of the people I most admire, respect, and who I get to call friends. And thank you for an incredible season together. Many of you supported us through your faithful prayers, through your financial support, your messages and posts on social media and YouTube platforms, through email and mail. Thank you, thank you so much. We couldn't do this important work without you. Well, we will see you with all new shows in season seven, but don't forget to check us out on our website at seeherelove.com for past shows and resources, on our YouTube channel for exclusive interviews and content, and on our Instagram and Facebook for inspirational and motivational stories of faith and transformation. And know, as you take life one day at a time, you are seen, you are heard, and deeply loved by God. Bye-bye. See Here Love with Melinda Estabrooks is a production of Crossroads Christian Communications Incorporated, a member of the Canadian Council of Christian Charities. To support this program, please visit seeherelove.com and click the donate button or call 1-800-265-3100. And from me and the See Here Love team, thanks so much for your support.